Let us pray. Loving God, we pray that you will give us ears to listen, minds to understand, and hearts to love. Pray also for me so that when I speak, I may proclaim the gospel boldly as I must. We pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning. So good to be back with you all here at St. Stephen's today. Of course, thanks to a little something called Omicron 2022 has gotten off to quite a dramatic start, hasn't it? So yesterday afternoon, I just sat down with my London Fog tea latte and my ginger scone over at O'Henry's, and I was opening up my laptop to start writing this sermon for today when I got a text from a colleague, from Catherine, and it was a link to a TikTok video, and I said at the time, I'm like, I'm going to try to find a way to use this in my sermon, and it actually works out really well. So. Um, you may not be on TikTok. Um, you don't have to be to watch the videos. Sometimes people will share them on Facebook or other social media or text them to you. And so maybe this video has popped up in your text or social media this weekend too. In this TikTok or 10-second video, a woman is sitting in a coffee shop or so it seemed to me, kind of like I was yesterday, and with her earbuds in, and she looks straight into the camera and says, I'm going to edit this a little. <laughs> Betty White's gone, Sidney Poitier's gone, and I'm not going to say the name, the person I hate most in the world is still here. I need to speak to management because Jesus, where is your daddy? <laughs> Told you I'd use it. This ain't about the student loans no more, this is about something else. So. She has a, you know, a close relationship with God. She brings her concerns to him, be they student loans or Betty White or Sidney Poitier dying in the same week. And I mean, I agree. Why couldn't Betty White live to see her 100th birthday? I mean, she was only 17 days away. Now, of course, I'm pretty sure she's going to be living on forever up in heaven, right? And so now here we are less than 10 days into 2022, and that light is still blinking <laughs> above me as we start the new year. I mean, it has to. It just makes you smile. And not only did we lose Betty and Sydney in the same week, but we're still dealing with COVID-19, a virus that by its name we know began in 2019, and it's 2022. <laughs> I think I may need to speak to management, too. Also about the light. <laughs> but seriously, though, we have faith that Jesus, and as uh, the TikTok person said, his daddy, and I would add not to mention the Holy Spirit, have been right here with us all along. And wow, we have been through a lot together as a church, as a country, as a global community over these past two years. So I was looking back at the headlines from two years ago today, January 9th, 2020. And on that day, the Chicago Tribune reported the Chinese state media said in a preliminary investigation into recent cases of viral pneumonia had identified the probable new cause as a type a new type of coronavirus. 
So two years ago today, we didn't even know what to call it yet. We were just figuring that out. And people were starting to figure out that something big was developing. And think of everything we have experienced and learned together since then. I mean, first off, I never even knew what a coronavirus was, let alone what one looked like. And while maybe a few of you in medicine and the sciences knew who he was, I, for one, had never heard of Dr. Anthony Fauci. Although now I see him as another tre national treasure. I mean, he's right up there with Betty White and Sidney Poitier. Personally, I call him St. Anthony Fauci, and I hope he's not going to be leaving us anytime soon because, frankly, we still need him and his wisdom as this pandemic continues on and on and on. Like us, the people of Israel had also been through a lot, and not just for two years, but over several decades of being in exile. And maybe in some ways these past two years have kind of seemed like being in exile for us as well, especially those times when we weren't all able to gather here at church. And for those of you who are in isolation or in quarantine at home even today. And like us, the people of Israel didn't always respond very well to being under the pressure of these ongoing harsh conditions. Sometimes they questioned God, and they didn't always follow God's directions. So they got into some trouble with God and with one another. The relationship between God and God's people, especially in terms of mutual trust, was understandably strained. Again and again, the people felt like giving up on God and lost faith that God was looking out for them and caring for them. And for God's part, God gave up on the people in some ways and told them that they were on their own. If you guys think you can do it better, if you think you can take care of yourselves better than I can, go ahead, give it a try. Kind of like God asking them a question that's popular for people to ask each other today. So how's that going for you? Sounds kind of familiar, right? And so that's where we pick up with the people of Israel in today's reading from Isaiah 43. They had strayed and they had disobeyed and they had given up on God and given up on themselves. And even God had given up on them for a while, or at the very least, he was very, very frustrated with them. But then God had a change of heart and spoke directly to them and to us. And this is what he said. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. So God doesn't say you won't have to pass through the waters, and God doesn't say you won't have to walk through fire. What God says instead is that, yes, you will pass through the waters and the rivers, but you will not pass through them alone, because I will be with you and I will not let them overwhelm you. And God says, yes, there will be times when you will walk through fire, but you will not be burned and you will not be consumed. Now, some people over the years have mistaken these kind of statements in Scripture to mean that God will not give us more than we can handle. 
Now, I believe that statement is flawed on a few levels. First, does God give us difficult circumstances? Does God decide to drop us down into a flood or a fire or its life equivalent? I don't think so. And second, I believe God gives us the Holy Spirit, our advocate and our guide to be with us and sustain us in circumstances that are just plain heavy and at least seemingly overwhelming. Situations that are truly more than we can handle on our own. So what I take away from Isaiah 43, though, is this. We will certainly come to face situations that are much more than we can ever handle. But we can also be certain that God is with us in those situations and that God also gives us one another to walk through these floods and fires together. You know, one of the blessings, and I think there are some, of going through this pandemic together has been seeing all of the creative and compassionate ways that people have come up with being there for one another, both for people they personally know and for the wider world. And one example that floated up into my mind this day is a YouTube series that was produced by John Krasinski, best known for his role of Jim in The Office. So on March 25th of 2020, not quite two years ago, John Krasinski tweeted asking people to tell him some good news, stories that made you feel good this week or the things that just made you smile. And from this tweet, he received so many pieces of good news that he decided to start making a web series called Some Good News. Or maybe he knew he was gonna do it and he put the tweet out there to get stuff for the series. But anyway, he found it in his home in Brooklyn, complete with a colorful SGN Some Good News logo, hand-drawn by his daughters with markers and crayons. And as he opened the first episode a few days later on March 29th, 2020, he observed, and what a week for good news it was. Yes, without question, we are all going through an incredibly trying time, but through all the anxiety, through all the confusion, all the isolation, and all the Tiger King, somehow the human spirit still found a way to break through and blow us all away. Now, they made just eight episodes of some good news in those earliest months of our collective lockdown from March to May of 2020. They included things like the creative ways that people showed their appreciation to healthcare workers and first responders, and just other just random things meant to pe make people smile and feel a little more light during a heavy time. So there are only eight episodes, but they all went pretty viral. And as I was re-watching the first episode last night, I noticed that that episode has been viewed over 18.7 million times so far, which to me means that John Krasinski could actually be considered an incredibly effective evangelist or spreader of the good news. And for that matter, I think it points to the fact that people in our world, at least 18.7 million, although some people may have watched it more than once, but that there's a real hunger and thirsting after good news. You know, a lot of times we think of the good news and Holy Scripture as being contained 
within just the four gospel books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But as I was reading what people have to say about the prophetic book of Isaiah, I found one scholar, Frederick Geiser, who calls it the gospel according to Isaiah. As he describes, fear not and do not be afraid becomes something of a refrain, especially in the second half of Isaiah where it occurs almost a dozen times. It is a word of hope, of comfort, a word of good news. It suggests, of course, that there is reason to fear enemies, despair, shame, discouragement. And if he'd written it this year, I think he would have added pandemic. So what will avail to lessen or remove the fear, he asks. The primary thing, he says, is the presence of God, the God who is with you. That is, the one who is incarnate among you. Not yet incarnate in the flesh at the time Isaiah was written, of course, but one who appears to be fully inclined towards such an, inc an incarnation. God is with you now, Isaiah reassures. You need not wait for some distant time to come. Isaiah not only bears the good news that God is with us and that we should not be afraid, but Isaiah is also where we hear what Geyser calls the direct three-word valentine from God. You are precious in my sight and honored, and I love you. And here the claim of divine love is no longer just spoken about God, but by God. This I love you statement is the, in the first person occurs nowhere else in the Bible. It's the only place that we straight out hear God say, I love you. So good news captures exactly what we are hearing God say to us, his dearly loved children, in these seven verses from the gospel according to Isaiah. Here's some good news, God says. I created you and formed you. Good news, God says, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. Good news, I have called you by name and you are mine. Good news, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you and they will not overwhelm you. Good news, God says, when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned or consumed. And still more good news. God says, I am the Lord, your God, your savior. You are precious in my sight and honored. And I love you. <laughs> 